الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان لسبئ في مسكنهم آية جنتان عن يمين وشمال كلوا من رزق ربكم واشكروا له بلدة طيبة ورب غفور وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا فعلت أمتي خمس عشرة خسلة حلت بها البلاء إلى آخر الحديث أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو سسبكتر الله ما يكرام بذذن اللز When people get together generally the topic is current affairs and the current affairs they generally take the bulk of the conversation, the time in the conversation would be major happenings around the world. Unfortunately by and large these current affairs even if it is something that has a very severe impact on the Ummah as such, they are generally news items, they are things that we discuss for the moment, then everybody wakes up and carries on with their lives. There are a lot of things that get analyzed, but the analysis also is in the light of what the media will say, and what people without Iman, what their take on matters are, that will be the direction of the analysis. Whereas the aspect for a mu'min to always consider is that his starting point is the Qur'an Sharif, is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is what guidance Allah and Nabi sallallahu have given us. The Qur'an and sunnah is our starting point, that is our end point. Everything we will take, we will take in the light of the guidance of the Qur'an and Sunnah. And all the events that are happening around the world, whether it is the current affairs that we talk about in terms of day-to-day weather patterns, that some way it's flooding and some way it's hurricanes and some way it's earthquakes and some way something else, whether the more severe situation of the human suffering that is happening to the Ummah in many parts of the world, Whatever it might be, our starting point is the Qur'an Sharif. On the one hand, our response to these world happenings, the least is. And this is something in every single person's capacity. And that is again the question to ask ourselves, that have we done the least? The least is we can be making dua, and not just some by-the-way dua, Surakat Salatul Haja, raising our hands, begging Allah Ta'ala's help for ourselves and our suffering brothers and sisters throughout the world, and to be done daily, to be done regularly. That is the least, and that is something in every single person's capacity. And that is something that has a very great impact on situations. When that dua comes from the depth of the heart, and in all sincerity, so that is already something to check within ourselves, how much dua have I been making? For myself, for my family, for the ummah at large. Then there are situations that we can 
assist in some way by contributing towards relief efforts, etc. So that is something to do as well. So in any case, these are things that we should be doing. And it is the dictates of our imam that we feel the pain and the suffering of any person in any part of the world. Any Muslim brother and sister that is suffering anywhere. Al-mu'minunaka rajulin wahid in ishtaka aynuhu ishtaka kullu. The believers are like one body. It is not possible to isolate the pain of one part of the body from the rest of the body. That if the eye is paining, the rest of the body will enjoy itself. The eye can suffer on its own. The entire body suffers the pain. So this is the dictates of Iman to feel the pain of the rest of the Ummah. And then to do what is in our capacity at least. Dua we all can make. We can contribute something. Whatever more than that we can do, we should look into that as well. But then still coming back to ourselves. We are all the time seeing some crisis of the, or the other from time to time. There are personal crises that people go through. There are crises in our communities sometimes, in our families, nationally, internationally. So these things, do they happen just by chance? Are they just occurrences that, well, somebody was pulling some string somewhere, so these things happened? We have to analyze this in the light of the Quran and Sunnah. And then take the lessons that are given to us. Now, there are many, many things, but in the short time, one aspect that the Quran Sharif draws our attention to is incidents of the people of the past. Many, many incidents of the people of the past have been related in the Quran Sharif for us. Why? These are not bedtime stories. These are ibrad. These are things for us to take a lesson from. Among these incidents, Allah Ta'ala speaks about the people of Sabah. Now, this is a lengthy incident in the Quran Sharif, in Surah Sabah, Allah Ta'ala mentions, لَقَدْ كَانَ لِسَبَئٍ فِي مَسْكَنِهِمْ آيَا And in many ayat thereafter, the sum total of this and the crux of it is, these people were in Yemen, and they existed in the time between Isa Salatu Salam and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, somewhere in that period of time. There were people Allah Ta'ala blessed tremendously, Allah Ta'ala mentions some of the bounties that they were blessed with in the Quran Sharif. Jannatani ayyamini wa shimal. Prosperity, tremendous prosperity. Lush gardens on the right and left. The gardens were so lush that it is stated in the tafsirs that a person would put a basket on his head when it, he needed to pluck the fruit. He put a basket on his head and just walked across. When he walked whatever distance he wanted to walk, by that time the basket was full. He didn't have to place a hand on any fruit to pluck it. So much of fruit was hanging low from the branches that merely the basket hitting it would drop it into the basket. And all this carried on. Allah Ta'ala says, Baldatun Tayyibatun wa A most excellent place Allah Ta'ala gave them. Very fertile. All the conditions most ideal. And Allah Ta'ala's ni'mats and bounties pouring upon them. But then, as time passed, with this prosperity, if a person hasn't learned how to digest prosperity, if a person hasn't learned how to use the ni'mats of Allah Ta'ala correctly, and a person doesn't have, hasn't built that reality in him, that these are gifts and bounties from Allah Ta'ala, they are also amanat. A person will be questioned about how he earned it, he'll also be questioned about how he spent it. If this is missing, then Allah forbid 
then this becomes a means of inviting disaster. Because now these na'mats of Allah Ta'ala get used and abused. They get used in ways that invite azab, in all kinds of sins and vices, in just merely trying to make a name for oneself, in lavish weddings, in all these kind of things. So this is something which then becomes a very, very big problem. These people also started floating in wealth, so to say. And now the reminders have been given to them, look, this is not the way of life. We should be obeying Allah wa ta'ala. We should be staying away from all the vices. But now when a person gets drunk in that stupor, he is now so caught up with all this, he cannot see behind, beyond it. So what are you talking about? I am enjoying life. And you want to come and spoil all my fun. So, fa'aradu. Allah Ta'ala speaks about this in the Quran Sharif. Fa'aradu. They ignored all the warnings. They ignored all the invitations. They turned their backs onto those who were inviting them. They turned their backs onto the way of, on the commands of Allah Ta'ala. But then this doesn't carry on forever. This indifference, this neglect, this getting deeper into vice, this doesn't carry on forever. Allah Ta'ala gives respite. Allah Ta'ala gives a lot of opportunity to his bandhas to come back to him. But when they continue in their errant ways, then Allah Ta'ala brings about situations that brings them to their senses. Allah Ta'ala says, فَأَعْرَضُوا فَأَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ سَيْلَ الْعَرِمِ Now they had huge dams, because this place was in a valley between two mountains. And they had built a huge dam. And on the one side now, the water would all be collected. So this water was available to them all year round, in the dry season also. And as a result, they could keep their gardens watered. And the orchards kept very, very lush all the time. But that which was their means of prosperity, that which was their means of security, because before the dam was built, every time there was a rain, they could get, used to get flooded out. So this means of security... This means of prosperity, when they turn their backs on Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala turned the same means against them. Hafiz ibn Kathir in the tafsir of this ayat explains the detail behind it. He said, Allah Ta'ala caused huge rodents to now get into this damn world. And they began weakening it from within. They began gnawing at it. And over time, these rodents now ate up a good portion of the wall. From within, from outside, you can't see anything. Now the next rain came, and these walls were all weakened from inside. But now from outside, people couldn't see the difference. Some people who Allah Ta'ala blessed with some kind of thinking, they saw some rats running around. And something crossed their minds. This is a sign of danger. They left the place and went away. But others carried on merrily. And when the next rain came, everything suddenly just, the dam walls broke, and the entire place was flooded. And Allah Ta'ala says, فَأَعْرَضُوا فَأَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ سَيْلَ الْعَرِيمِ وَبَدَّلْنَاهُمْ بِجَنَّتَيْهِمْ جَنَّتَيْنِ ذَوَاتَيْ أُكُلٍ خَمْتٍ وَأَثْلٍ وَشَيْءٍ مِّنْ صِدْرٍ قَلِيلٍ That all these lush gardens and all these orchards Everything was destroyed. In place, what was now there was just some thorny trees. 
Just some weeds. Some kind of trees that were bearing very bitter fruit, meaning weeds and things that were bearing bitter fruit. Nothing that could be of any use to anybody. Now this is an incident. This is something that happened which Allah Ta'ala is giving us in the Qur'an Sharif. But is it at that point that we close the Qur'an Sharif and go home? No, Allah Ta'ala says, Thereafter, ذَلِكَ جَزَيْنَاهُمْ بِمَا كَفَرُوا That this was the end result of their ingratitude to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala showed all his ni'mats and this was their response, their ingratitude. This became the end result of their ingratitude. Now this is the point of Ibrat. That what is the gratitude for the ni'mats of Allah Ta'ala? What is the gratitude and shukr for all the bounties Allah Ta'ala has showered upon us? The gratitude of this is obedience to Allah Ta'ala. The gratitude of this is to, to bring and uplift the deen of Allah Ta'ala. It is not that these very ni'mats and bounties be used to break the commands of Allah Ta'ala. And Allah forbid, when these bounties are abused, and the ummah gets involved in various vices, then in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi Islam is spelt out in the riwayat of Tirmizi Sharif that there are 15 vices, 15 aspects. When my ummah gets involved in these things, halat bihal bala, then the calamities will befall them one after the other. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. These are things which have been spelt out. As we said, our analysis starts off in the Quran and Sunnah. And these are things that we have been told to us so that we look into it, we'll take an ibrad. These are things which are often not very palatable. Doesn't sound nice to speak about it, to listen to it. But if a person is suffering from some kind of ailment, and the doctor says to him, no, everything is fine, go home, enjoy yourself. So he'll feel very nice to hear it. He'll feel very happy to hear it, everything is fine. But to be told that, look, you have this problem, you're suffering from cancer, it'll break the person's spirit for a while, he might get a shock of his life, but it will help him to take note of what's to be done. He now will be able to treat it. The Quran Sharif has spelled it out to us. The Hadith has spelled it out to us. We won't feel nice to hear about it sometimes, but this is the treatment that we have to now take from there. In this Hadith Sharif, Nabi Salaam says, and my Ummah will engage in 15 things, Hallat bihal bala, the calamities will then befall them. We don't have time to go into those 15 aspects now, but some of those aspects that are mentioned in this, in this hadith sharif. The first thing Nabi Islam mentions, that إِذَا كَانَتِ الْفَيْءُ دِوَلًا In simple terms for our understanding, when public property will become like personal items, something that belongs to people in general, it is the right of the public. Somebody will have some control over it, he will use it like it's his own. He will use it and abuse it as, it, as he desires. وَالْأَمَانَةُ مَغْنَمًا And when amanat, somebody's trust, whether it is public trust, whether it is somebody's personal trust, that will be regarded as spoils of war. I got a share in it also. So it's my share, I must use what I want. Whereas amanat, this is something which is sacred. In the Hadith Sharif, it is mentioned among the first things that a person will be taken to task for on the day of Qiyamah will be amanat. He'll be asked about amanat. Whether it was public amanat, whether it was personal amanat. And then amanat is a very wide and very comprehensive concept. Amanat is not confined to wealth or valuables. Even our own physical faculties is an amanat. 
Our eyes are in amanat. Our ears are in amanat. Our tongue is in amanat. Our heart is in amanat. How are we using these amanats? We will be question about this also on the day of Qiyamat. وَالْأَمَانَةُ مَغْنَمًا وَالزَّكَاةُ مَغْرَمًا When zakat will be regarded as a tax, a burden. Somebody will be involved in like tax evasion, somebody will get directly into zakat evasion, and somebody else is trying tax avoidance, so somebody else will be trying also, well, okay, we do it with tax, zakat avoidance. Which is completely against the spirit of this great ibadat, one of the pillars of Islam. That zakat is supposed to be discharged correctly, completely and wholeheartedly. And to feel happy Allah Ta'ala bless me with this opportunity to fulfill this ibadat. But when this will become the situation, was zakatu maghraman, zakat will become like a tax. A person will become obedient to his wife and disobedient to his mother. The thing spelled out in the Hadith Sharif. Deen teaches us the complete balance. Neither extreme. Some get onto one extreme and some the other extreme. Either the person is fulfilling the rights of his parents in such a way, he's trampling the rights of his wife. Or he's fulfilling the rights of his wife only in such a way that he's ignored his parents. Both is wrong. Deen has taught us a complete balance. Everything and everybody in there, fulfilling everyone's rights and discharging our duties and responsibilities to everybody. Here in this hadith, Nabi Islam says, this will become the situation and this invites the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. وَأَطَاعَ الرَّجُلُ زَوْجَتَهُ وَأَقَّ أُمَّهُ وَبَرَّ صَدِيقَهُ وَجَفَاءَ أَبَاهُ And he'll be very good to his friend. And he will be very cold to his own father. For his friend is got all the time in the world. And for his father he's always busy. He can talk very very sweetly to his friend. And very very jovially, very happily. And he's got smiles for his friends. For his father he's got only some grunts. And he's got only some monosyllables talking in one word answers. So this also becomes a means of inviting the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. Then we sometimes wonder, what is the reason for my personal crisis? Why something just doesn't work out? Sometimes it's something for us to sit and stop and reflect. Is something in my life needing to be changed? Am I supposed to take some notice of certain things? So Nabi Islam is giving us these list of issues. Then further down, وَأُكْرِمَ الرَّجُلُ مَخَافَةَ شَرِّهِ when a person will be respected only due to his evil, meaning he'll be respected to stay out of his harm. Not he's being respected because he's deserving of any respect. But if I don't respect this person, just now I'll be in trouble. He has a lot of authority, a lot of influence, or something else. He'll make my life difficult. So in other words, people will be engaging in zulm of various forms. And of dominance over the next person due to whatever Allah Ta'ala has blessed a person with, now, as a result, that is being abused and others are being oppressed. Whether it is within the four walls of the home, that the person is being respected because of his tyranny. Because of how he goes about life. Day anything go out of the way, the roof will come down. So now everybody has to just be on eggshells and just respect him. Respect him? No. This is just like how a person is afraid of something, some wild animal. But just to stay out of trouble. 
Nabi Islam is saying this will draw the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. Ukrimar rajulu makhafata sharrihi. And then further Nabi Islam says that washuribatil khumur when intoxicants will become common. People will start indulging in toxicants. Walubisal harir and haram garments. Harir literally is silk. Silk is haram for men to wear. So other kind of haram garments also fall in the same context. Haram clothing will now be the norm. That haram clothing will either be either it's silk for men for example. Or the kind of clothing is haram. Because it's revealing everything. That you can't make out the difference between a Muslim woman and somebody else. And various other things Nabi Sallallahu mentioned. One of the things, the last thing in this Hadith Sharif was mentioned. When singing girls and musical instruments will become rife. Music will become the norm. person will have things stuck in his ears and he's sleeping with music. He's driving and he's driving with music. And Allah forbid his life goes in that moment. He's leaving dunya, going to meet Allah Ta'ala with that haram in his ears. So Nabi Islam says these are the things and in one Hadith Sharif it comes also of a similar subject matter. فَرْتَقِبُوا عِنْدَ ذَلِكَ رِيحًا حَمْرًا Nabi Islam says await at such a time. Literally translated red winds. Mufassirin explained what we can call hurricanes. All kinds of disasters that we call natural disasters. وَخَصْفًا وَمَسْخًا People be getting disfigured. People getting swallowed up in the earth. And such signs that will come down. تَتَابَعُوا كَنِظَامٍ بَالٍ قُطِعَ سِلْكُهُ فَتَتَابَعُ Nabi Islam gives the example of a string of beads, a tasbih. How it's cut off at one side, all the beads just fall one after the other. This is how the calamity will befall the ummah. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Now this is the point of reflection. Merely just talking about these things, listening to it won't solve anything. What is to be done is that now we take note of what the issues are. We reflect upon our own lives. One is we start making sincere istighfar. مَنْ لَزِمَ الْإِسْتِغْفَارُ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ مِنْ كُلِّ هَمٍ فَرَجَا وَمِنْ كُلِّ ضِيقٍ مَخْرَجَا وَرَزَقَهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ The person who holds very firmly onto istighfar and regularly and repeatedly and excessively makes istighfar, Allah Ta'ala will bring relief out of every grief for him, will bring a solution out of every difficulty for him and will give him risk from, from sources he cannot imagine. One is sincere tawbah and istighfar, turning to Allah Ta'ala. Then bringing our amal in order, our five daily salah. This is among the very basics, the ex- very fundamentals, our five daily salah with jama'ah in the masjid. And fulfilling all the other fundamentals of deen, bringing the sunnahs alive in our homes, in our lives. And extremely important, removing sins and vices from our life. We have to look around, what's in our homes, what's in our lives, how our eyes are being used, what are we listening to, how we are speaking, how much of ghibat is involved. Is there vulgar languages and vulgarity that's coming off our tongues? What's in our hearts? Is our heart clean of jealousy, malice, all kinds of evil and filth? These are the things we have to take note of. These are the things we have to make an effort to clean ourselves out of. 
We have to make an effort to bring this Iman alive in our own selves. Make an effort to bring Iman alive in our communities, in the entire Ummah. And in this way, we will make our dunya also a means of peace, a means of tranquility and happiness. And the main thing is our akhirat, inshallah. When the time comes to meet Allah Ta'ala, we'll go directly to Jannah. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we become truly and totally obedient to Him and save ourselves from all the evils and vices. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.